welcome to the Creative Marketing Show with your host, Rosh Sillers. Welcome. You know, about a year ago, I was working with a client and that client was in the medical field, uh, the healthcare field. And we spent a lot of time developing a call campaign. You know, you can create campaigns and AdWords that are specific to people calling you. So they type in, how do you, how do you fix this? Or um, does somebody carry that? Or whatever it may be. Um, you can create ads that are really mobile focused and will then allow people to have the option just to click on that button and call you direct. And we did this for about four or five months. And this person was really not getting any, wasn't getting the reaction they were hoping. They, was, they weren't getting the ROI they were expecting so early in the process. So we, we took a look at it. We went through the whole process and we tried to figure out, okay, what's happening when they get to the site? Now, quite often what we will do if people are driven to a landing page is we will, we will check that we'll A-B test the landing page. We will see if there's anything wrong with it, go through the process to see, well, maybe the, the form is wrong. Maybe something is not working correctly. And that's a good practice. It's a good practice to continuously look through and double check things in your marketing to make sure that it's working. Well, it turns out one, one of the team members decided to just call and see what happened. And what they got was a person on the other end of the line that was not very enthused to receive the call it actually seemed more of a hindrance to that person to pick up the phone and that, you know, you're inconveniencing them for actually calling. So when you're advertising and people are, and you're paying money to drive phone calls to your business and the person on the other end is not very nice, there's a problem. And so we ended up stopping that campaign and trying other things because that person had been around for 20 plus years and they weren't going anywhere. That's a bigger problem for the entire company, obviously, especially in the healthcare field. But sometimes it's little things like that that prevent our marketing from working. And so we need to really think about all the reasons why. Sometimes the problem isn't your social media plan. Sometimes the problem isn't the AdWords or Facebook ads or SEO people coming out to the web. Sometimes it's something else that you're not even thinking about. Welcome to the show. This is the Creative Marketing Show. Good to have everyone here. And I'm focusing this show on going into the new year. What is success? What does it take to be successful in 2019. And hey, if you have not already, make sure you subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel or your local podcast uh, host, whichever you prefer, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, 
And I hope to hear from you. And uh, please leave comments and give us reviews. It is always very helpful. Now, one of the things that I promised in the new year was to share with you my seven sources of income that I'm focusing on. As we know, our and we're going to talk about this later. We're, I have, we have a really good question and answer session coming up. And what I, I promised I would share with you are the seven sources of income and where I'm going with them. And some of them are very small. And as we know, the USC, Unique Success Combination, we focus on trying to achieve seven sources of income at least. Now, some of us have one, some of us have none, some of us have five, and some of us strive to have 10. That's fine, as long as you know what your number or focus is. And sometimes you're doing great with seven, but another great one comes along that's not going to distract you from doing your other areas well. So let me share what those things are. And I'm going to, throughout these live sessions, throughout the next year, share with you where I am. This whole shift in this show and this channel, I really feel like I'm gonna have a good breakout this year. I see the numbers, I see just more growth happening in the channel and in the podcast, and even the the blogs, good stuff is happening. And uh, I really want to share the results with you, but it's gonna take hard work. It's, it's just not going to happen by accident. It's all going to take work. So what I want to do, the first one is Rosh Media. That is my digital marketing, my social media, uh, my consulting. Well, we're breaking that one out. But Rosh Media is my media company. And a lot of what I do and everything that I do is really under that umbrella. That keeps me focused. We're a media company. And if, it's, if the new thing that I want to do, the new source of income doesn't fit very well as part of a media company umbrella, then I'm going to have to say no to it. I want to do things where I can continuously focus and make sure that I'm doing things that are not going to take away my my focus in a way that's going to distract me from making gains in other areas. So with Rosh clients, Rosh media clients, I want to increase that by 100%. So we start right here with zero. We're at zero. And over the next months and weeks, as we have this show, I'll I'll share with you how I've improved or not, or not, what has worked. And this show, this channel, especially the YouTube channel, I'm really starting to dig deep. And I'll talk about that a little bit more in, in a few moments. Number two is my photography. Many of you who follow my podcasts and blogs know I'm obviously my degrees in photography and and I've been marketing photography pretty much my whole life. And commercial photography is something I do a lot of. So that next goal for the next year is to double my photography. So that's number two. Number three is the amount of money that I make in AdSense. Not AdWords, AdSense. AdSense is actually income from, if from say, YouTube, income from my blogs. Um, there are other types of advertising, which I'll talk about in a few moments. However, AdSense is one of those areas. Now, right now, I average a grand total of $8.50 a month in AdSense. I mean, I know, I know I should be uh, off on a big cruise in the Caribbean, but no. 
no, um, I'm saving that money <laughs> and we'll see where it takes me. But my goal is actually to increase it by um, to about 250 a month or more. And YouTube uh, is certainly a part of that. Now, I was part of that demonetization last year. And so I don't get that money. But right now, it would probably be about $30, $35 a month uh, based on what I was getting before. And that's, again, still not a huge amount of money, but that's a step. So part of that this year, getting monetized in YouTube, as well as improving how I'm using Google AdSense on my new blogs and blogs that I am creating as a media company. And so part of it is just making some adjustments. I have some blogs that have enough traffic that should make a lot more than $8.50 a month. But, you know, it's just a link here, link there, or an ad here, ad there, and it's, it's not doing what needs to be done. So the same thing, moving into number four, is affiliates. And affiliates are if, for example, I suggest that you should buy the Canon Rebel camera, sake of argument. I've used a lot of Canon cameras, and I recommend them. And here you go. Here's a link to a website where you can buy them. It could be B&H. It could be Amazon. It could be Anorama. I mean, there are a number of places you can buy cameras. And if I had a link that went to their website and was part of their affiliate program, they would give me a commission for that. So that is my, I want to increase that. Now, right now I'm about the same, making about $8.50 a month. Although I have to tell you, somebody did purchase an iPod the other day, uh, excuse me, iPad the other day through one of my sites. And it was a pretty good commission out of that. I mean, a lot more, few, a lot more than $8.50. So that's another thing to, uh, to, for me to consider and to work on different ways is, again, multiple sources of income. Online courses, I would like to consider about maybe making $500 a month on that. Again, a lot of those things can be a lot more, but I'm trying to be conservative, especially because I don't know where those numbers are going to lead me. So I'm putting something out there. Maybe in the middle of the year, I change those goals and that is just fine. But why not create something that I think is reachable, and build from there. My consulting, I want. I, I do a lot of good, a lot of consulting right now. Uh, and I just talked with somebody today who I'm going to be doing some consulting with in the new year. And I make an hourly rate for the consulting, but I'd like to do more via video. More consulting by video allows me to stretch more across the country. A lot of my consulting is by phone or in person. A lot in person, quite honestly, uh, locally. So I want to expand that. So my consulting via video. So right now I'm at, I'm going to call that zero. Um, the online courses I'm calling zero. So zero to 500 per month, zero to a thousand per month on the consulting. And the last one speaking. And that's number seven as an income source, talking a lot about what I do. I haven't really been out on the road. I, there's a time I was on the road a lot speaking regularly and i've i've been threatening for quite a while right now i'm just leaving that open as as much as i can make for my speaking so i don't have a goal for that uh specifically but it is the seventh source of income that i'm working with and our our combination seven five three one seven sources of income five people to consult with and work with to help grow your company, three processes to work on, and one channel. And that channel, again, could be 
It could be Facebook. It could be YouTube. It could be Pinterest. It could be your blog. Starting off with one channel to grow. Okay, so what is it going to take for you to be successful? And honestly, there's kind of a contradiction in what I'm about to tell you. The contradiction is this. You need to ignore your competition. However, to succeed, you need to be better than your competition. So my my focus and what I often recommend to most people who are trying to grow their success combination, their business, is to understand the competition, see who the competition is, but each month continue to um, continue to compete against yourself. Hey, it's Eric. How are you doing? Um, we're going to have questions in a few moments. Um, and um, I'm, I haven't read the question. I just see you there. And thank you for being here. And I will, in the end, at this portion, share a few thoughts and comments. So just wanted to check in uh, over there, let you guys know that I am, I am here and, and that I know you're there. All right. Um, the next part of this whole process is working backwards. Where do you want to be at the end of this year? And at the end of this year, you have to have, as I said, I had these goals, goals for the seven sources of income, but these goals, how do I get there? Well, I have to backwards engineer. What would it take? How much would I have to sell? How much would I, how many people would I have to meet? How many appointments? How many interviews? How many presentations of a portfolio? How many ads do I need to put out there? Knowing that so many ads out there, so many impressions, whatever it may be, there are many avenues, which we dig deep into and we'll continue to dig deep to, into in the coming year. And we just have to work backwards and take a look at what it is that you need to do step by step, rather than just hope, rather than say, okay, I'm going to start networking once a week to meet my goals. Would that be enough? If you networked and met one person every time, would that be enough? You don't know that. So when you go from that point, work from the back backwards to your goal, back to where you are now, sometimes you realize, oh, I need to go to two or three networking events and I need to meet one good person every time because one out of 10 is actually going to become a client. That's how you need to work it. And from there, you can figure out the best, the best options for you in terms of your marketing. Another thing you need to understand are simple things. Simple things like, like the combination. We talk about the combination code. I like to ask you, what is your and? You combine what with your company to separate yourself from the competition? Combine, what do you combine? What makes you? You, uh, um, with Eric, it's a goat. <laughs> I mean, people know him for that. So that that's something that separates him, you know, is, is somebody who is notable and worthy of making note of just because of that. Oh, and he put in, there's a meetup um, on uh, YouTube meetup Sunday, the 6th at 3 p.m. And that's uh, for his uh, Rock Foundation headquarters. And that's what he was sharing with us. And so the, the point being is you need to understand how and what to combine. And, and there's actually a good question coming up 
at the end of this uh, this portion of the presentation where I have the question and answers. And and I and I address that because somebody actually has a few questions related to that. So you need to ask yourself what what some of the most powerful things in this world are very simple in understanding combinations and understanding what is your USC, what is your success combination. And that is why we continuously focus on that so much over and over again, because if you really don't take the time to look at who you are and in this can be your we talk business here we talk marketing here but it can be you as a person what is it that you feel is working in your life and what is not and what do you need to let go of and sometimes those are the hardest things it's sometimes really hard for people in business to let go of things that are not working in their business because that's the way they've always done it sometimes you have to make really tough choices and and to create a usc you have to make really tough choices and work hard to get there and to find the new ones. And we're going to talk about different ways in which you can find new ideas. And we'll, again, talk about that in the Q&A because th those were some good questions. Uh, what do I see in the new year? So I'm, I want to talk about some of the videos I have coming up. I have a video that's going to be released later this week. And it's about how the process, me going through the process, actually record me going through the process of coming up with new ideas to improve my business in 2019. And that's a lot of what, not recording myself in that way, but I am, I, I'm, I'm making that promise of digging deep. Here's something I'm going to kind of step, jump ahead in my, my notes here. So here's a, here's the traditional headline. Let's think of it this way. And this is something I, I'm kind of realizing. A traditional headline, 10 things you should do to whatever. And, and, and everybody says the word you, it really gets to you. You know, if you say 10 things you should do, but you know something, I'm rethinking this. I, and I'm saying, what, what would you rather have me saying to you 10 things you should do? Oh, here are 10 things I do. Which one piques your interest more? Me telling you what to do. You don't even know if I do them, but these are 10 things you should do or 10 things I do. Now, 10 things that I do are probably things that I think work and are working for me. And that's where my shift is right now. Really not just telling you what to do, but showing you how I'm doing it. Doesn't mean I won't have lists of things. Doesn't mean I, I, I'm not going to have a video on just, you know, some things you should do or some best practices. But I do think if I have more related to this is what I'm doing and this is the success that I'm finding with it, that I think is going to capture people's interest a little bit more. And so I have that video of me. Um, I kind of speed up the time. Like there's time where I'm just kind of sitting in this chair, just writing. You don't want to watch that. I mean, so I <laughs> turn up the music and go a little quicker and share the, that, get, go through that, you know, number of minutes really quickly. And then I stop, say, you know, here's the thought that I think I'm going to implement and I'll share why. So I think it's an interesting video. I think it's about 19 minutes as a whole, but I think there's some good things, good ideas that I think you can apply to your life and business moving into the new year. And some will work for you and some may not, but it's, it's how I went through it and why I'm doing what I'm doing. And maybe you can take some good information with you. And, uh, and and find that video valuable. And again, as I said, getting digging deep, 
into creating, showing you the results, showing you why I'm doing what I'm doing. And again, what has worked in some of my best videos, and as I've said many times, there's probably a reason for this. They're the screen captures where my my face isn't even on the video, and we can figure out very easily why. Maybe, maybe it's something I need to be listening to. But those screen captures, digging in deep and showing you some details into you know maybe AdWords. I talked about those setting up the phone calls in AdWords so people could just call. I mentioned that earlier. Well, why don't I show you more how to do that? And I have a lot of videos like that on this channel, but it's going to be continuously going to be a more of a regular thing. Um, I've gone in spurts with that, and I really do need to make that more regular as I really show you how to do it. And that that's what excites me. I love the sharing and teaching part. Okay, so you need to ask yourself, what is success for you? And it's different for everyone. What kind of business do you want? What is success for you, whether it's an online business or offline business? Um, and and this is these are the things I'm hashing through, and I'm going to have some more in the new year. I don't have it all figured out right now, but I have some good starting points, and that's what you need to just evaluate where you are, and and then just put some starting points in place, and then start and just get to it. You never know what you need to fix until you actually do it. Kind of like the YouTube vid videos, YouTube channel. You don't know what you need to fix until you start doing the YouTube channel, until you start realizing, oh, I need better audio. And, and there are times I need better audio. I had the wrong audio equipment, but I'm still, still, still supposed to go live at four. So it happens to all of us and you just go on with the show. Uh, okay, let's get into those questions. We have some really good questions today, and um, I, I, I'm really excited to share them with you. So the first question is really um, gets to the core of the whole combination. As you know, the combination code I really came from the idea of what is your and? What is that thing? We talked about photographers who were succeeding during the recession before, and those who found an and to add to their photography found success because they separated themselves from the competition. They weren't just a photographer. They had they were a photographer and. And that grew into the whole combination code. But what if you the question is what if you don't know what to combine with your business? And that I think is such a good question because a lot of times we think, oh, okay, this this USC, this combination code sounds interesting, but I don't know. Uh, this is what I recommend you do. I recommend you start with the complaints. What are the complaints people have in that industry? What are the complaints people have with your business now? I mean, you may notice some trends that people always, they're always complaining about this. Well, what can you do to improve that? Maybe you're just getting into the industry and you're thinking, hmm, it seems like everybody does this wrong in this industry. How can I fix that to improve it? That is, is a good way to go. So start with the complaints. Next, look for extremes. What are those extremes? I, I use this example a lot, and I think it's a great example. Is, is again, Amazon just trying to get packages to people faster and faster and better and better, even to the point, say, we're going to use drones to get them to people in minutes. I mean, that is the mindset. So what is the thing that's totally impossible? in your business that would be neat if it could happen. And um, see you later, Eric. 
thanks for stopping by. Um, he's getting ready for a live stream. So those of you who catch on, come by. You can check his live stream. Um, so take the time to think about what are those extremes? How could you deliver something better, do something better? And maybe it is impossible now. It may be impossible now, but maybe the technology down the road, you can set the pace and start to think about the things you can do in the new year that maybe are impossible, but maybe by the end of the year, you'll have come up with a solution or got partially the way there. Even getting partially the way there could be better for your than you, making you better than your competition. And as I like to say, and as I maybe I didn't fully explain before, Part of that, just being better than your competition, uh, ignoring the competition on the day-to-day basis. Don't worry what everybody else is doing. Be aware of your competition and make sure your best competition, the thing that you really need to focus on is you, becoming better you, competing against yourself. And I don't think I completed that thought earlier, but that is a super important part. You compete against yourself, improve upon yourself, be aware of the competition, use them as inspiration, but focus on being better. And because if you are just focusing on somebody who's been in the business a lot longer, who has a lot more clout, whatever it may be, more authority, and you are not, and you're just focusing on them, you're not doing what you need to do to be better. You're just sulking because they've got it, they got it down. And maybe they've been, I mean, maybe it's a well-oiled machine that's taken years to grow. And you just, you can't compete against that directly right now. So be the best you can be right now and and find your and to separate yourself so people aren't comparing you one-to-one. Okay, Uh, the next question is, what do you see for SEO next year? SEO is search engine optimization. What do I see in that arena? I have recommitted a lot of my time to that area, even with my blogs. I have roshsillers.com, which has about 1,500 articles on it, and I'm going through and making them better and improving them. That's going to be a big theme, continuously improving. And that's one of the things I was talking about related to just being better than the competition. For SEO, that's going to be a big one. Writing a blog post, and again, we've talked a lot about this, and we'll continue more uh, talking more about this in the new year, because just getting better, being better, and continuously updating your stuff. So instead of writing multiple blog posts uh, every every week, you just you, you're better. Maybe in many cases, and I'm finding this, your time is better served updating the ones you already have. That doesn't mean you don't create new blog posts, but as a whole, um, your best amount of time, unless you have this new brilliant idea, just redo the stuff you have and make it be- better than the competition. Look at how long they are, how many videos they have, how many photos they have. Does it explain the whatever your post is about better? Why is that? Why is that a better blog post? And start to kind of pick that apart and figure it out and see what you can apply to your blog post to help yourself rank. And remember, just because you're trying to rank for a specific keyword doesn't mean you're not ranking for a whole bunch of very various other keywords. I mean, just because you may be head-to-head you know, in the top two or three with somebody else doesn't mean that um, you can't get good traffic even if they're winning the game. You can still get good traffic. It just may be you've 
focused on a little bit different angle and Google is offering your answer to other people who may find that that angle more satisfactory based on their history and what they tend to seem to like in terms of answers. All right, so that's a big one. That's a big one with that next, next year. Links are still important, will continue to be important, but a lot of people are really focusing on on-page SEO right now for good reason, and I think that will continue to be a trend moving forward. So focus on that right now. Keep creating good stuff. You're getting rewarded a little bit better than maybe you were a couple of years ago when the other factors we're more involved. It really is this last year, especially starting last spring, is when we really saw it that you know Google just kind of turned back. The theory, and I've heard this mentioned a few ways, and and I think this is this is, and this is something I talked about maybe three or four years ago. That the I think Google they really just turned on the AI, uh, the artificial intelligence, and so in a sense, a lot of the things that were relevant years ago on page SEO is what the AI is learning and learning that what humans want is trying to figure it out with some guidance, obviously, from the Google engineers. But ultimately, this AI is starting all over. So it seems like we reset the clock in in uh, SEO. And, and that's because we have a, a toddler learning SEO, but is controlling <laughs> the search results. And and so that that AI is getting smarter and smarter and and will get better and better. But as I mentioned before, years ago, I, I wrote about this and, and talked about it on the podcast that. So what's going to happen is we're going to be able to see what the AI likes because the AI is going to realize, oh, most humans like blue buttons. So they like to push blue buttons. So the pages with the blue buttons are going to rank for this category in this way because this is what these humans seem to like. This is what they engage with. And so we'll all realize it's about blue buttons. And so in other words, this AI is going to kind of average everything out and we'll understand what those best practices of this AI is. Basically, the best practices are what the AI, the artificial intelligence, interprets what people like and want. So Sometimes we will have to be bold and to try and get away from the competition and, and use a green button once in a while and figure out how we can make that really relevant and get to the top and get a lot of activity around that green button. So there are a lot of ways to go about it. There are a lot of ways to go about it, but I do think that there's nothing to be afraid of related to the AI. AI. It's just a matter of just seeing where it starts to land as it gets smarter and smarter. And quite honestly, as this AI understands that you specifically like really short answers and really get to it, or you like top 10 lists, while other people who like really long, in-depth pieces should be shown those. And the AI is going to learn that. It's going to be very customized as we go forward. So right now, just pay attention to what is working who are in the top five? What do they have as answers? And how do they go about creating their pages? And, and over time, try to build some authority with your with your website. Okay, that's where I'm going to go for now. Uh, something we certainly talked about and will talk about more and more. Uh, I I plan to do a blog on how I create blogs, do my keyword research, and show you, and actually show you the ranking and how it ranks, and, and I have a process that I go through and see that it ranks. Sometimes when I write something new, it'll rank immediately within, within 
you know, 10 minutes, I can show where it ranks and then understand what I have to do next. So that those will be some interesting uh, videos coming up. I plan to do a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, if people seem to be interested in. Okay, uh, question answer. Uh, what if you have one good person to to guide? The, the person question was asking, you know, in the combination seven five three one five is five people to support you and consult with you and to kind of work together to grow your businesses. And and what if you only have one person that you talk with and that's your main person and that's all you want. I guess that's fine if that combination works for you. The reason I say five is because different people have different specialties and those different specialties can apply to your business. Somebody may be more in tune with finance. Another person may be more in tune with marketing. Another person may be in tune with just the the beginning stages of growing a business in your, your industry or the trends in your industry. So different people with different kind of backgrounds is very helpful in growing your business as a cons- in a consulting capacity and in even friendship capacity to and you can bring something that you know the the expertise you have we all have expertises we all have our own expertise and so we all bring something to the table so you're adding something to them it's not all about them adding to you and growing your business you're going to add a little bit to their business also it is a process okay can you explain the better process? This is the last question. Can you explain the processes? And so that would be number two, or excuse me, is five, three, uh, excuse me, seven, five, three, one, three processes. Could I explain that better was the question. So we all have processes within our company. And sometimes we need to look at the overall process of how we get the client and how they work their way through the process to actually purchasing our product. What is that process like? And trying to improve that for the customer. That's an example. But maybe there's a logistic process. Maybe you create something. And how do you create that from um, idea, from the idea all the way to delivery? Maybe there's some better ways in which you can uh, improve that process. The follow-up process. Following up with past customers. How do you keep in touch? What is your process for doing that? Processes for hiring. Processes for uh, maybe just general management of the company. There, there are processes all throughout their company. And I like to say, look, there are probably three processes you need to be working on right now. Now, maybe something over time gets really good. You, your process is working, you've improved it. So let that one go and find a new process and always be working on three of your processes to improve. And for some of us, it's just like, there are three processes. We get these three processes right and continuously work on them and make them better. Maybe for some of us, it's two, some of it's five. We all have our own, but three is, I found to be a good number to continuously keep an eye on how you can do better. And quite often, Quite often, the most important, excuse me, most important person in that process is the customer, and they can often give you some really good insight into what you need to do and how you can improve it. Ask people who are not customers anymore. Ask people who are new customers what was their experience and how did they get to you? Did they, did everything worked out as planned? And asking people what ultimately are your expectations. 
and sometimes asking that question before they even really engage with you or work with you. What is your expectation? And sometimes it's completely different than what you expected. And if you start to see and hear the same expectation over and over again, and it's not what you provide, maybe there's an opportunity there. And that's what we're doing in 2019, finding new opportunities and improving ourselves, our businesses by finding our combination. It's a simple, simple concept. And sometimes I think it's just too simple, but it's so important. If you really sit back and look at it, you start to realize understanding that simple concept can mean the difference of growing and improving and strengthening a company or just letting it die or failing altogether. Understanding that and looking at a business that way, that it's not just one thing, it's just It's a combination of things that make it happen. And when you get that, you're going to have a little more control and not be overwhelmed if things are not going your way and a little more insight on how to continuously grow and improve with good success. Hey, again, everyone, thank you for being here. Those of you who are on the replay, make sure you subscribe. Hit the bell icon if you want to come on live and ask me questions while I'm doing this show. I always appreciate it when people pop in. I often get a couple people in during the show and uh, sometimes give them a shout out, say hello. Um, Otherwise, if you are watching, uh, listening on iTunes or uh, Spotify, make sure you uh, let people know that that I'm here and that I'm here to support you and the comments and reviews and all that, wherever you can, is always helpful. That activity, such a powerful concept is just activity. And understanding that activity will get you where you need to go. And being persistent will get you where you need to go. So you can be active on my properties to let me know that you appreciate what's going on here. And for to help guide me, to help guide me with your questions so I know what you really care about. That can make a really big difference. Knowing what you care about will help guide me in creating the podcasts you want to listen to, as well as the videos and blog posts that you care about, especially my photography community over at the blog, you know, what you are looking for to help grow your business. That is very helpful as I even get more engaged in 2019. All right. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time.